I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Times my return pretty horribly to the podcast, Mike, on a Sunday here. Last week was fantastic. Broncos had just gone down to the Cowboys. I was booting, scooting, rooting, tooting all through Caxton Street and then came down with a bit of a bug. All ready to go this week and the Cowboys have gotten absolutely smashed. But nonetheless, it's not about them. It's about Supercoach. And how about the Twitter curse from Daniel Lake Lakey? You threw it out on the NRL SC Talk Twitter page earlier today and said, how are we ever going to get to 1,000 points? We're back in the doldrums. Uh, round one and two all, uh, or round one, all over again. It's uh, the return of the terrible scores. And then Ryan Pappenhausen's step on down, son, and save our week. That he did. It was a massive, massive effort, not only from him, basically across the park from Melbourne outside of Cam Munster. We'll get to him. And then Parramatta finishing it off in a big way in a big win against the Dragons as well on Sunday. So all was not lost. Plenty of big scores across the board here. Finished with a 13 3 which, which was a fantastic effort, uh, considering I was sitting about 900 early today with maybe five players to go. Uh, just like, like you said, it was looking a very, very dire week, uh, given the way it started. But nonetheless, a lot of people have been uh, kicking around. They've, they've done pretty well for themselves. Having a look at some of the scores, that's actually got me nine of 10 leagues pre-updates. I think there's about three games still to go. But nine out of 10 head-to-head game leagues, I'm pretty happy with that. But looking across, there's some 1400s, there's a 1450 that I've seen there, and then it goes all the way down to like a 1000. So it's a broad range of scores so far this week. I guess it's, who did you captain? Was it Captain Heisen, or was it someone like Nico Hines, a bit of a dud trade-in this week, unfortunately, for coaches? But nonetheless, uh, good old week in the end. Sunday has saved us well and truly. JT here for another round wrap, round four it is. Uh, Twitter curse, thank you very much, Daniel Lake. The banner curse, as we mentioned, uh, or as I mentioned, Nico Hines. He was the banner on the website this week. So if you don't want to see, uh, you don't want to trade in a player until you've seen what the SC Talk admin have done. Unfortunately, we made Nico Hines the banner this week on the site, on the Game Chat weekly thread. Didn't go to plan for new owners. It was a pretty, uh, not the worst result. He's still got like 45 or so, but it would have felt absolutely unders when you went and saw what a guy like Pappenhausen did today. It was an incredible run. We will get to him. Rocker of the week shouldn't be a surprise at all. Uh, we'll go through the rocker, flopper, shocker, trade fail of the week, suspensions, injuries, a few of those kicking about some HIAs as well, and then go through the game by game. Before we get into it, I uh, just want to give myself and, to be fair, uh, my mate on the Sporting Woods podcast, Timmy Stanton, a, a pat on the back here because we've actually had some mail come in to... Ask us, uh, well, it was actually Dan Hodge uh, emailing into the site asking, uh, he just wanted to know what that joke was that we told the other day 
on the podcast. For those that don't uh, remember, the punchline was European. Uh, a bit of bathroom humor there, but uh, worked or went over so well with Hodgie that he's asked us to uh, send it through to him so we can use it at a company Zoom party where they've gone and uh, gotten their favorite jokes. So thank you very much for writing in, Dan. I hope it went over as splendidly uh, as it did, I'm sure, with all the other listeners out there. Um, you know, I would throw in a few more uh, jokes, but I just don't think, I don't know, I've got the got the material. I had uh, sent 10 puns in the other day to a joke contest and uh, just to see what would win, and uh, no pun in 10 did. So that was a bit, uh, that was a bit ordinary. Thank you. Thank you, Hodgie. Appreciate the support, buddy. Uh, plenty more where that came from. Uh, let's get into it. Hey, Rocker of the Week. Don't even need to ask, do you? Ryan Pappenhausen, 180-something. I didn't even care. I had him as captain. A lot of other people did. Uh, 18%, I think, of all super coaches had him. It was Nico Hines that won out the uh, the captaincy percentage stakes with about 22 or so, and including a lot of, uh, or not including a lot of VCs that would have, uh, if you had him at fullback, made it pretty difficult and if not impossible to captain Pappenhausen. So, uh, hopefully you were as lucky as I was with landing on that one because he had an absolute game of it out there. Uh, four tries in the end. He looked heavily involved, kicked a lot of goals. Everything went down his edge. It was a uh, rough night if you didn't have him either in your side, God forbid, or without the captaincy on him. Uh, let's segue that into the flopper of the week. Yeah, same game for this one. It was a tough watch for a lot of... Uh, Cam Munster owners, absolutely nothing going his way on the day. 26 points prior to updates. I think he'll get a little bit of an uptick. A couple of offloads, uh, some busts maybe that weren't counted. So I think he might sit at around 30, 35 when uh, the dust settles on this round. But yeah, really a tough watch for anyone that owned him and captained him. A lot of love going his way as well, 10%. I think uh, Lake, our, our boy for the captain's article each week, put up uh, during the side on the week that it was either captaincy, uh, the call was either Captain Munster or Captain Pappenhausen, either or. Uh, unfortunately, it turned out it was Captain Housen that you wanted. Cam Munster was very criminally uninvolved. I don't own him, so it was you know nice enough to watch for me. But, geez, he saved probably his only real shining bits of play for the last five minutes. Uh, whoever it was, Jerome Hughes not passing him the ball, Brandon Smith not going down his way. Uh, when the ball was singing like it was down... Coates, Pappenhausen, Smith's Edge, like surplus to requirements, poor old Cam Munster, not much doing there at all. So that's Flopper of the Week. How about the Shocker of the Week? Oh, did you see that? And you know what? I This guy came up against a good mate of mine in a head-to-head league who was crowing at Sunday 8am, basically had the win because he had this guy in his side. 1% of super coaches have this guy in their side, and that's Cece Vitalikai. Uh, shunted to the centres. He's been very quiet all year and out of nowhere has gone ballistic with 100 and, 108, uh, courtesy 15 tackle busts. I mean, that's we thought Peter Hiku was killing it with about 10 in round one, but geez, Talakai could not be stopped out there. And not usually his spot. Uh, usually you look at him as an option when he's in his second row playing 80-odd minutes. There's pretty stacked there at the moment, so found his way into centres, played 80 out there and was very, very heavily involved did score a try, uh, set one up, was yeah untouchable, as we've said. But out of nowhere, 108, and of course, a play him in head-to-head. Ended up flogging the, the mate of mine by about 200 because he didn't have Pappenhausen. But anyway, that's that's by the by. Talakai, huge score, shocker of the week, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. And the trade fail of the week. I don't have a sound bite. Let's just play the foul one. 
Mwah. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, Pappenhausen to break Braley. This was a trade that three people made. I could have rattled off basically any name, and it's you know it's a pretty low hanging fruit there when you got the best scorer in the the round. You can go and have a look who's traded him out and to who. And Blake Braley was the the name that stuck out for me there. Uh, Blake Braley, difficult uh, watch if you had a brought Braley in. He did you know reasonably well for his own with around a fifty odd in that Sharks game. But geez, watching Pappenhausen tear it up, you'd like to think you had a reasonably good fullback in there. Nonetheless, but uh, yeah, very, very tough watch. Maybe uh, it is a bit too late to reverse that trade, but you know, we have a lot of them this year, so maybe waste one on him to get him back in because, geez, I wouldn't not want to own Pappy for the remainder of the run. All right, let's get into some news. Yeah, didn't have the news soundbite for some reason to this week, so we're going to play some fanfare music. Um, not good news. Tom Flegel won't be one in that, but uh, two to three weeks, he had a shocker of a game on Friday or Saturday afternoon. Uh, was in the wars. Has only just come back from suspension himself, so he's going to find himself two to three weeks out, two with an early guilty plea for a uh, yeah a sea of charges in one game. Really tough watch for him. Jazz Tavanga in the same match as well. Got away scot free with a bit of a cannonball uh, that Flegler got. Uh, binned for at one point. But Tavanga dove in at the legs. He'll be out one to two weeks early guilty plea for one. Uh, injury front, not so great news. Bit of a, uh, yeah, quite a list to get through here. Paddy Carrigan in the Broncos game as well. MCL from that cannonball tackle. Jeez, cannonball is the way to go. Uh, four to six weeks, unfortunately, for him. Brian Kelly, uh, oh, sorry, Albert Kelly, uh, he's injured his foot and is out for, it could be long-term here, three to five months with some of the, uh, the, the you know, numbers getting thrown around. And uh, just coming to light as well on Sunday night, geez, when it's not your season, it's not your season, and the Broncos are in all sorts. There's a video that's come out of Albert Kelly and Payne Haas and a bit of a shoving fest. It's nothing much, but, again, just a, a black eye that the Broncos don't really need. Uh, a bit more to come out about that one over the next week or so, but, geez, I think it looked pretty dicey for Kelly there. But any way he's going to be out for a decent stint, unfortunately. Sean Lane got scratched from today's game with a hammy. Uh, the Hammer, speaking of hands, uh, out with a knee injury over the Roosters. He played about 60-odd minutes before succumbing to that one. Could be two to four weeks on the sideline there. So fingers crossed for him. Uh, not a good night for the Cows. Dylan Walker, uh, knee injury, TBA. Tyson Frizzell, poor old Tyson. It was a uh, milestone game. Hammy for him. It left the field early. TBA, but hopefully not too far away. Mark Nichols, rolled an ankle, TBA for him as well. Kelma Tuolangi, this is probably the more Supercoach relevant one. He was looking great guns against the Titans in a, we'll get to it, but it was one of the worst games you've ever seen. But Tuolangi was one of the only ones that really looked like sparking anything out there, was breaking tackles, looking like busting the line, had the arm free almost every every tackle, came out after half time, well, didn't come out after half time, picked up a shoulder injury in the first half, uh, didn't bring him back on. It looked like he could have at one stage. He was on the, the sideline pacing up and down, but didn't make it back out there. So fingers crossed for him and owners. He's had a bit of a wretched run of luck, just not uh, not staying on the field as much as we'd like, but really looks good. So passing the eye test just needs a bit of luck. Tommy Turbo, a uh, bit of a knee concern for him. Could be precautionary. Had some strapping on there in the second half of his game. It played that one out. Uh, one to three weeks with a similar injury. Uh, physio had up there, but I think, uh, you know, fingers crossed for Tommy and Manly fans that it's nothing too serious. So keep an eye out. He did look back to somewhat of his best on Saturday night. So, yeah, could be 
Uh, well, hopefully for him, it's nothing too serious. And just uh, like, I guess, Stone Cold Steve Austin, if anyone saw him today in WrestleMania, a couple of knee straps for him. Got the got a big win in what looks to be his last ever match. So there you go. Uh, a couple of heroes getting about in some uh, knee strapping over the weekend. Good to see. And Bowie Firma, this one absolutely caught a few people out there. If you don't follow Styles' mail, we can't suggest it to you enough. Get a Twitter account if you don't already and just follow Adam Styles. He gives you the mail. Straight to your inbox, uh, Bo Firma was ruled out with an hour to go on game day with COVID. So touch and go for him, given it was so late in the week, whether he makes it back in time for this week's game. They do have a nine-day turnaround. They play Saturday night, but I think he's only getting out of isolation Thursday, possibly Friday. So if he makes the captain's run, he should be, you know, he's cooped up inside. I think a lot of people out there, a lot of listeners will be, We'll know just what it's like to be isolated for that long. So, you know, he's a professional athlete, but, geez, it's tough-ass for him to come out and play 80 minutes. So, yeah, very much touch and go for him going forward. And HIAs for this week, only a couple. Billy Kickow uh, got one in the last 15 minutes of his game, didn't come back on, uh, as that's the rule. And Jackson Paulo in the same game also didn't make it back on the field. So a bit of a shuffle round for both the Pennies and the Rabbitohs. Alrighty, let's get into the game by game. We will not be spending a lot of time on this one. I think every rugby league fan wants to move on and super coach as well. I think there was a, a tweet doing the rounds. I think this is one of the lowest scoring in total super coach games of uh, basically not all time, but over the last 10 years or so. I mean, this was throwing back to 09, 10 even, where you had, you know, your captain was a 60 point player uh, each week. Anthony, the Frankie shout out. Uh, but, yeah, really tough game. I think 56 with Luciano Leilua was the top score, which goes to show how dire it was. Um, great spectacle in the last five minutes. But, geez, I'm at, I played golf with the Tigers fan, actually Timmy from Sporting Woods, on Friday morning. And as soon as I saw him, I just gave him a hug, uh, hashtag COVID. But, uh, yeah, poor old Tigers fans. If you know anyone out there, make sure to check in with them because that would be an absolute, uh, yeah, they might need some therapy going forward because the poor old Tigers cannot catch a trick. Madge, geez. Give him a hug as well. Uh, as we said, it was a very low-scoring game for Feeder. Dave for Feeder, 53. I think he had one decent run all game. He barged over the top of Jimmy Roberts. But outside of that, very well contained and got no ball. I know a lot of – I'm not a Fafida owner. I say it every week. I'm quite enjoying it so far. But so many Fafida owners just tearing their hair out of what's left of it, given the lack of ball he's getting out there. They just don't pass it to him for whatever reason when they're on the attack whether it's in their own edge, they'll very rarely give him the ball. They go away from him. They cut him out. He's just standing there catching a cold. He looks frustrated at times as well. But other than that, he's got hands on hips. I don't know. Maybe it's a combination of a few things. But for whatever reason, it's not working. But you know the type of player he is. He can get one big score, a couple of tries. I don't think he's scored so far this season. So it's surely not that far around the corner. But I think a lot of people penciled this Tigers game in. For the, the, his first big score of the year, uh, Tuolangi, as we said, picked up that shoulder injury, didn't play out the game, 28 points, but looked the most dangerous, I think, of anyone out there. As soon as he went off, the Tigers had nothing. Uh, really need some good luck going forward. And, geez, Toby Sexton had a very, very junky try assist. Thank you very much, buddy. Uh, 29 points for him. And I think well, outside of minutes, Fafita got 80, Tuolangi got 41. There's really nothing else to speak of this game. Let's move on with our lives. Sharks and Knights, uh, another scrappy kind of game here, 18-0 in the end, so poor old Knights couldn't get across the board, but uh, two tons in this game, Talakai, the Shocker of the Week, 108, and Mulatalo, 104, so the, the not 
Queenslander got a uh, pretty handy score out on that edge there, both of them combining very, very strongly. Uh, Randall, Chrissy Randall was a surprise top scorer for the Knights with 62 in 80 minutes, so all base from him, basically 53 tackles, about six runs. It's really good to see from him. It came out of nowhere. I think like a lot of people, I benched him, didn't play him. Uh, he's been scoring not well, but you know enough not to turf him immediately, but nice to see for his price rise anyway. Uh, he did get the 80 minutes, I believe, because Tyson Frizzell was injured and had to do some shuffling around, but uh, nonetheless, good to see for him. Uh, Dane Gagai, actually, speaking of a night uh, that went pretty well, 59 points. He's had a pretty solid return since he's uh, moved to the Knights. So center wing, he is, he's a very highly priced one, 640-odd K, but, geez, he's putting on a lot of decent scores. Has a very nice floor. It's just whether or not you want to pay that sort of price tag for him is the question. Teague Wilton, very popular trade in this week for the Sharkies, but only ran and tackled, really, all game for 54. So it was a bit scrappy. Uh, not everyone can put attacking stats on the board, and Teague Wilton did not. And Nico Hines, well, he was a very popular trade in this week. Very mistake-riddled, 44 points. Uh, so not the end of the world. I think a lot of people were upset or disappointed with the, the output. But, geez, and at a side that, um, you know, they, they played pretty well out there. And, and Hines had his DNA over a little bit of it, but can't be in everything all the time. Missed a few goals as well and just had a couple of try contributions to his name by the end and, and a late line break assist. So, Again, not the end of the world. You'll take a 44, I'm sure, every day of the week. Uh, Dom Young, <clears throat> guy that I traded in a couple of weeks ago for that combination with Gagai. He did get Sinbin, a very innocuous uh, looking effort out there, but did cop 10 minutes in the bin nonetheless. Still got 35. So you add back those 10 points and you know the base and all that kind of thing that he'd get while he's out there for 10 minutes. And all of a sudden, that's a 50-point score. So, you know, ifs and buts. But nonetheless, I keep saying nonetheless. He's done very well, I think, in you know his start to the season and saw nothing out of that game that's concerning me too much. Um, six busts and a line break from him from 14 runs. So very heavily involved for a center. And Kalen Ponga, geez, we're not talking about him with good reason. He got nine points, geez. Uh, skipped too early there, didn't do the minutes, but uh, Andrew Fafita versus Momosia. So you might remember that's my stake bet with Lakey. I've uh, got one round to go. It was who averages most over the first five rounds. So I think we're crawling to a finish, but I think pending any tries from Momosia that I might have it. But Fafita, 24 minutes and Momosia, 28. So, you know, Momo won the, the minutes battle there. But um, Fafita was looking pretty good, actually, through a few offloads, uh, sparked a few things. But uh, anyway, uh, Kurt Mann, 80 minutes Chris Randall, as we said, 80 minutes as well due to the frizz injury. And Leo Thompson, a, a relatively popular front row cheapie, 32. So, again, not too bad. Panthers and Rabbitohs, let's get to that one. That was a very good game. I think the score kind of belies how good it was, 26 to 12. Bunnies were in that up to their eyeballs it's at various stages throughout that. But, again, Panthers cast just pulled away in the end. They look every bit the premiership winners of last year, Tail and May, huge reward for early buyers. We always say don't buy a cheapy early if they haven't played the second game, but he proved us wrong there. As we said, you want to be on him for the points, and he delivered in spades this week, 97. Two tries, two line breaks, uh, looked at home out there. You just wonder, Brian Toe's got to come back at some point. Like, How is this just absolutely endless uh, line of depth that, Penrith have at their disposal. It's pretty incredible. Poor old Charlie Staines might be the one to make way when To'o makes it back. Uh, huge trade-in for him this week, surely, you'd imagine. For Taylor May, his break-even will be negative $5 billion. Uh, Billy Kicker bounced back with an impressive 84. He had two tries this out there. Did miss the last 15 minutes, as we said, with that HIA. 
But again, rocks are diamonds. He had one down week last week, but he's straight back up on the horse. So again, he's looking every bit that sort of player again this year. Cam Murray, a lot of work to do out in the middle there, clean up with tackles and everything. I think he had 53 or thereabouts in the end, uh, barely misses any. Has one offload, but um, yeah, again, Bunnies didn't have a lot of luck out there, but Cam Murray, I thought, again, playing a big minute game, which is great to see for, for owners, uh, myself included. So I thought that was, I was pretty happy with that. Isaac Tago, 70 points, just keeps on keeping on. Jerome Luai, 66, same sort of edge. They just combine pretty seamlessly out there. It's, it's great to see it's so many points, honestly. It's, uh, it's, Withs was looking like the only really good game for Supercoach. Uh, as we got into the, the round, it was a pretty dire-looking uh, round, as we said on Sunday morning, but uh, a couple of good ones here. Lachlan Ilias, speaking of good, he had his best game by far this season, so bounced back with a 55 had a few people looking at him as a trade-out option. you got Schneider there uh, for the Raiders, who was on the bubble this week. But Ilias, he's rewarded the faith. He's finally got a good score. His price should rise accordingly and hopefully gives him a bit of confidence moving forward. Poor old Bunnies have been a little bit maligned, had a good win last week, but a little bit back down to earth uh, in round four. But I think they look a little bit better than that. Well, a lot better than they did the first couple of rounds. So hopefully... Ilias plays off the back of that. He actually had a try disallowed. It was a disappointing one, an obstruction call classic. But, uh, yeah, could have gone even better. But 55, you'll absolutely take it. Uh, Cleary, let's talk about him. Nathan Cleary made his long-awaited return. Shoulder issue for him. He looked relatively involved out there. He had six runs, made a handful of tackles. But in the negatives for him, he missed a few goals, missed about seven tackles. But in the end, it was really all about getting him back on the park. And match fitness is, is going to bode well for him in the future but I think it's safe to say we know his price was only going to trend downwards Uh, with a 34 odd at a 950k price tag it's only going to go down so look out for him over the coming weeks but geez even without him even when he has a quiet game Penrith absolutely look a class above so just goes to show um who else we got some minutes watch here Matty Eisenhuth 41 traded him in a couple of weeks ago courtesy of Lakey he's doing okay but I'm looking to move him on pretty soon 41 is not great. JFH Fisher-Harris coming back from his injury, 52 minutes. Cam Murray, 77. And Jai Arrow, 56. Afternoon at Redcliffe. Looks a pretty handy stadium to watch a game of footy. Warriors and Broncos. Well, there were a lot more Broncos than Warriors in the stands, and they would have left pretty unhappily yet again a couple of weeks in a row for them. But Warriors run away with it in the end, 20 to 6. Uh, not really much to write home about for Supercoach. Uh, I mean, yeah, you and Aitken and Josh Curran combining in the second row. Josh Curran moved there pre-game, but uh, got a few handy upgrades. Both of them scored 49, so would have liked to see a, a, you know one or both of them dive over for a try. But if you've got a guy like uh, Aitken in your centre wing, you'll, you'll take a 50 every day of the week. And Curran fallen away a little bit. He started quite strongly this season, but I think he's just got such a good Supercoach game. Maybe not so much on the edge. Would like to see him back in the middle a bit more. But anyhow, I'll take a 50-odd from him. Payne Haas in a well-beaten side. Again, one of the Broncos' best. Had the offload going, a couple there. And uh, yeah, looks looks great. He had a big-minute game. This one, whether or not this off-season, off-field stuff, I should say, throws a bit of a spanner in the works, I'm not too sure. It looked relatively innocuous, as did the Broncos. But uh, yeah, pretty fiery end to the week for them and a pretty fiery game on the field. And in the coach's box as well. It's all happening in Broncos land. Pro Kevy. Um, Tony Staggs, it's not happening for him. 38 this week. A couple of errors, just a couple to his name. So, again, you know, he's he's got the pedigree there, but it's just not clicking for whatever reason, whether he needs a couple months. 
um, I don't know. It's it's getting to a point now you wonder about his security in the side. Uh, you know, he's a big money player, big game player, but yeah, just not working for him for whatever reason. So I don't know. I think just needs one big game and he'll be back on the horse. But yeah, really concerning for him. I'm glad I sort of turfed him this week. I was a little concerned, as you always are when you get rid of a guy that you've shown a bit of faith in, but uh, I'll take a 38 from him having not owned him this week. Cobo, yeah, just not clicking that combination. Minutes-wise, an interesting one. Eli Katoa was benched. He got 19 points. So with that shuffle around, Curran moved to his edge. Uh, sorry, I should say 19 minutes. Uh, Curran, as we said, 80. Fanua Blake, 58. So pretty good stint from him. He's had a lot of big minute games to start the year. Not delivering or not converting so far into big points, but again, handy in that front row lottery. And Payne Haas, 72. Lock and load him in your front row. Take a quick break and then get back into it for the last few games of the round. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, he was back to normal for Tommy Turbo and Manly. They've had a bit of a down start to the season. A couple of good teams they've come up against, but... Turned it around somewhat here in a decent size win over the Raiders. Tommy Turbo, as we said, uh, had a bit of knee strapping in the second half, but uh, all he needed was a couple of good quality early ball, and it was, uh, yeah, try time for him. So got over the line uh, in a pretty vintage effort from him, powering over the edge. Six busts, two offloads. Most importantly and, and most interestingly, he had 26 runs. So usually for Tommy, they convert to pretty well eight metres plus uh, run so always two points rather than one uh, but yeah again just nice to see him involved and with that injury concern yeah uh, potentially could be an issue coming into this week but looking at Manly they need him as much as he needs them so yeah it'll be a tough one for Des if he does want to give him a rest but yeah you know it's it's turbo and it's a long season so play it by ear with how that one goes had a 240 break even before this game so with an 80 odd uh, I was actually looking closer to a ton, must have been downgraded. But uh, yeah, with an 80-odd against a 240 break even, he's still going to fall big time in cash. So looking at uh, picking him up over the next month or so, you'll be uh, wondering just when he levels out and at what point we would jump on. Does he get to 700k? Does it go even lower than that? It's uh, going to be an interesting watch. Um, you know, you sit back and you can sort of watch this car crash unfold. But nonetheless, there's, there it is for the 15th time. Don't know why I'm saying it. Uh, turbo going pretty well, but needs you know 150 odd to stem that flow. Uh, elsewhere for Manly, uh, Hamoli Olakuatu was pretty good. Uh, did score a try, but uh, didn't convert heavily into super coach points. About 56 from him. Daily Cherry Evans, though, on the other hand, 60. He's been averaging 60 in his first three games. Had about three of them, and then this round he had a couple of big kicks, a uh, couple of forced dropouts, a couple of 40 20s or 20 40s. I think they were. And uh, they're worth 10 points each, and that boosted him to around an 80-odd. It's a really good return from DCE, but like Turbo, he's a very high price and not yet delivering as we would have expected him to. But I think maybe it just takes a game like this to bounce him back to form, and it uh, definitely looked that way. 
while they were out there. Uh, for Canberra, Jack Whiten was probably their best, 70-odd. Has a re- had a reasonable start to the season for him, so in a pretty well-beaten side. It's nice to see his running game's still there, and you know he's going to pick up points every now and again, as he did here. Brad Schneider should get a nice boost to his price with the 38. So it was on the bubble this week after having COVID a couple of weeks ago, finally plays his third game and should go up in a pretty big way. A couple of good scores for him so far this season, but I think the big one is just whether you play him each week. Uh, he does have Melbourne next week, the Raiders, that is. So, you know, it's going to be a tough one to pick him in his 17, but at least, you know, he's putting some handy scores together so we can forget about him for a while and worry about trade-ins and, you know, reserves and all that kind of thing after this storm week. Um, elsewhere, Kohler. I should learn how to say this poor bloke's name. I do apologize. Uh, Kohler, K-O-U-L-A. He finally got a starting spot, so it was off the bench for five minutes in the first round, but moved in for Morgan Harper and pretty much immediate effect, uh, set up the first try, ended up with around 50, what was it, 58 thereabouts. 18 runs, looked very heavily involved, and I think, well, geez, you wouldn't want to be Morgan Harper right now because I think Kohler's taken his chance with both hands. Uh, given that four that he had in the opening rounds, his price won't go too highly in his uh, after this next game, depending on how well he goes, but potentially one you may not need to pick up urgently this week. Let's just see how it plays out, whether he's now won that spot on merit, as he did here, but really good signs from him. It could be a great combination out there. Uh, in terms of minutes, really nothing of note. Cowboys and Roosters fortunately didn't have to watch this one, finished around a golf and decided to stick around and have a few beers. They didn't have a TV, so I was just following score updates and seeing our players get binned every five minutes. So wouldn't have been a good watch. I'm glad I didn't. Probably better for my health long term. Uh, but really, it was the Roosters night. Joey Manu, hasn't he uh, come back to form with a bang? Uh, it's one good game, one bad game for the Chooks so far. So I don't know. Wouldn't captain Teddy this week, basically. But Joey Manu, definitely the star from this game. 118 points, two tries, two assists. Couldn't just, just couldn't touch him. Way too many busts. Uh, Teddy, very nice involvement. How's that pass? How did he get that pass away? Uh, he would have looked a great captaincy option. Finished around 87. Uh, two tries, his seven busts, a line rack, two line rack assists. So everything that Teddy normally does. But that only added up to an 87. Pappenhausen beat him by 100 points. Jeez, unreal game, wasn't it, from him, the Savo. But yeah, Teddy started the weekend off nicely for anyone that may have captained him, and then it just didn't finish well. But anyhow, you move on. Tommy did and had a lot of trade-ins this week. He's you know, he's a meme player. Everyone likes to poke fun at Tommy and Chad in the halves there. But Tommy did and I reckon absolute superstar in the making. Finally got some confidence and, you know, very well beaten side. Had a pretty good game of it. He won man of the match for the Cows. Um, you know, not a huge accolade by any means. But one tri-assist, he looked probably the most dangerous out there. And, uh, yeah, it's... it's it's interesting because leading into the season, we all thought Chad and Tommy Dearden are two similar players. They're structured sort of players. They're, you know, they play the same sort of role. And now you've seen Dearden's got pace. Um, he's got a good cutout ball. He's combining pretty well out there with Val on the edge. So I don't know. It was looking pretty good. 60-odd points from him. He's still going to climb in cash. And if you jumped on him, uh, yeah, you can absolutely... Take that one to the bank with you. But I think Tommy Dearden's looked very, very good in the first few games. So great to see. Didn't translate to the result. But anyway, we'll move on. Uh, 62 in the end for him. Taumalolo was okay, 57. So again, just not setting the world on fire. It's uh, it, uh, He's not as bad as we may have thought coming into the year. And his minutes are okay. But geez, it's just not the Lolo of old, is it? Luke Keary and uh, Sam Walker couldn't crack 50. 
So both of them, despite the the Chooks running up six odd tries, still couldn't put on more than 50. So a little disappointing for them and their owners. Um, Some good halves getting around as well. So it's really a lottery at the moment where you land each week. It's a tough one to crack. Petahiku, big trade in last week, 35 again this week. Again, it's an okay floor. So, you know, not the end of the world. He's still, you know, that 400-odd K price. Just needs one try. Hasn't scored one so far this season. But, uh, yeah, last week, he, Jeremiah Nano was catching everything coming his way. This week, Petahiku, yeah, not much going the cow's way. So, again, I'll take that and move on. It's a it's a nice high floor to have for your center wings. And Jeremiah Nano, very flat. He was a big trade in this week for anyone that didn't already have him. Fell down with a 30. And Chad Townsend, 80, well, 70 minutes with the sin bin. And zero points. So handy record for you there, Chad. Minutes-wise, Lola got 59. Griffin Neem, uh, another one that got sin bin during the game, 39 minutes. So that includes or doesn't include the 10 minutes from the bin. So another good stint from him. Interesting one for a cheapie. Uh, Nat Butcher again got 80 minutes. So definitely winning out that right edge uh, spot of Angus Crichton's at the moment. So, yeah, Crichton's only coming in from the bench to work through the middle there. So he had about 30-odd minutes again so that's the rotation a couple of weeks running very interesting one here's where things got interesting for super coach in a big big way storm and dogs it was a tough old day out for the dogs i don't actually think they were that bad uh, a lot of their fans may not think the same with that 46 to nil or whatever it was in the end scoreline 48 but geez i thought they had a couple of bad moments during that game the storm just capitalized it's a classic storm game melbourne or amy park on in the daytime dry track uh, all the guns on show and a bit too much class and all of it went through ryan pappenhausen we won't bang on about him let's look at some other guys um xavier coates he's owned by 40 percent. that surprised me 40 percent of people own him 350 odd k he's had a good start to his season uh low score of just 45 so we talked about Petahuku having a decent floor, but how about that? Uh, I think he's just wanting to get involved as well. Some storm wingers in the past have a tendency to just park themselves on the edge and wait for it to come to them. But Coates is diving up, taking bombs, running, finding his way through the middle, uh, looking lethal out there. Uh, set up the first try from Pappenhaus and it just continued to grow from there. So I think uh, a guy like Coates on your edge is, you know, he's playing in a side that's going to rack up these scores. Not maybe as frequently as last year, but in a side that could do it quite easily but geez he looks every bit the uh the popular buy-in that people should have uh should have gone with um you know kicking myself that i haven't yet but yeah maybe not so much out of reach but geez i really liked what i saw from him in this game here uh who else we got he's sorry he has a nine break even so he would get into about the 400 k's uh he's around 350 odd there at the moment but yeah it looks fantastic um tavita pango in a Pretty well-beaten side, through offloads at will. So he's marked down for seven here. I swear watching this game, he had about 15. Uh, almost every tackle he uh, or they tried to make on him, he find, he somehow managed to get his arm free. He had six against the Broncos in his first game, and he's had seven here against Melbourne. Um, you know, in a side that doesn't get much or hadn't gotten much spark throughout the game, the few good things they did seem to come off the back of a Pangai offload. So surely won't get told to put it away. Uh, yet to be suspended. So, Stilesy, you can live and breathe another day. Don't have to buy Lakey steak just yet. But, geez, it's a, um, it's a good watch so far from him. He should go up into the 70s with that score. It was a pretty handy one. Uh, and, again, proven very interesting play with that dual front row, second row uh, potential. So, interesting. Keeping an eye out for him. Max King, another handy 37 for 
the dog. So yeah, he had a cup one error while he was out there in a penalty, a little bit costly at that stage. But uh, again, you're taking that from a pretty cheap bench forward. Josh King, on the other hand, another starting game from him, 13 uh, on his back and scored a try. So a couple of weeks, well, last week it was the try assist with the offload. This week it was the try. Uh, Brought him in this week, played him, very happy with that return. Played the first 49 minutes straight. And the mo- how good does the motor look? He didn't look gassed at all. I thought he could actually play 80, but uh, they did shuffle them around, get some of the younger guys on once the game was all done and dusted. So he didn't make it back out there after that 49-minute stint, but geez. Uh, very, very good return from him. Uh, 50-odd, I think. So, yeah, really nice return. Very good to see. Interesting that Brandon Smith came on in the game and played at, um, played that sort of front row kind of role. Harry Grant stayed out there for the full 80. So we thought maybe they'll give Grant a rest at some stage. Or maybe King will come off for Brandon Smith and he'll play through lock. But uh, King actually got a reward for some pretty good play while he was out there. Good defensive player. Uh, yeah, plenty of ticks to his box. Alec McDonald for the Storm. Unfortunately, a lot of mistakes from him, but still got a 30. So, yeah, Bellamy doesn't necessarily tolerate that sort of error-riddled performance, but you'd think in a for a young guy that's played pretty well to get himself into that uh, 17, you'd like to think he's got a few more games in him. Cam Munster, as we said, flopper of the week, 26. A couple of offloads there, as we said, and a few upgrade points and all that kind of thing. But, geez, when you're looking at a 48-0 scoreline, you're thinking surely a guy like Cam Munster will have his DNA over a few tries, but I think it was a one-try contribution. Yeah, very, very tough watch if you did captain him over uh, Pappenhausen. You know, we won't bang on about it. He'll be back. He's had a really good start to the season. Wasn't his day here. It's an anomaly. You move on. Uh, who else we got? Minutes-wise, Josh King, as we said, 49 minutes straight. Brandon Smith, 50. Harry Grant, 80. Nice to see. TPJ, 69. So still finding his feet there. I think he he didn't look... Uh, he did look a bit gassed at stages there, so maybe still just finding his way. And Max King, 49 for the dogs. Last game of the round, and it was another touch-up. Eels v. Dragons. Eels were absolutely rampant in this one. You watch their game here, and all the good things that Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown did, and Gutho and you know, whoever else in that back line, all of it was on the back of the Fords. Every single Ford had the legs pumping through the line. It's sort of energetic performance that makes you think if, geez, a para can hold that form and that momentum for the remainder of the season, they could actually make a dent in this thing. Uh, they beat the Storm the last week. They absolutely obliterated the Dragons here. It wasn't even close. But all of it was on the back of just the Fords charging through the middle, even the backs coming in and making good, fast play the balls. Uh, Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses don't score 120 plus unless that happens. So we do say flat track bullies, but the flat track was trodden by the Fords. So there you go. I thought it was a very good team effort. In the end, it'll be Moses that cops all the accolades as he should with 146, a couple of tries, uh, heavily involved. Dylan Brown, though, interesting one. He uh, saved Lakey's week. So Lakey was in despair after not captaining Ryan Pappenhausen. Captain Cam Munster said I wouldn't mention it again. Here I am. Um, so you thought, yeah, his week's over. And then all of a sudden, Dylan Brown comes out and scores 124 for him. So saved a few weeks. Imagine if you had all of them and got all of them right. Jeez, there'll be some big scores winning the round this round. But yeah, Dylan Brown looked very, very good out there. Nippy involved in a lot. A couple of try assists. I think he got one of his own. It's a really good game from him, paying back the faith. Uh, as we said, a lot of offloads and go forward. Uh, Isaiah Papali'i continues to chug along. So building his year quite nicely. Did miss the last 15 or so minutes from this game. I don't think it was an injury, but we'll find out in the washout. But 
72 points in mostly base, so a couple of offloads and a line break assist. Again, that's just Isaiah Papali'i stuff. He did it last year. He's doing it again, looking at a good candidate. Between him and TPJ, I'm looking at those guys to partner Payne Haas. Can't quite tell who's winning out just yet. I thought it was uh, Papali'i with the minutes. He was playing 80 each week before this. Whether it was just the game in hand, I've given him a spell, I'm not too sure. But yeah, in a, a side that looks the goods, maybe it's Papali'i that we go with. Penasini, he had a was catching a cold out there in the first half. Nothing much doing. Was getting smashed in every tackle. Was on about maybe fifteen at halftime. Came out uh, line break led to a try. Try assist sixty odd sixty six I think in the end from him. So you know great effort for a guy that I think many would have had to play with some of the center wing carnage we had this week. So you absolutely taken a sixty odd from. Your center wing. So I thought he was pretty handy in that second half, absolutely came to light. And a guy here, you know, highly commendable, uh, honorable mention, whatever you want to call it, Zach Lomax. Uh, again, another score above 50, hasn't dropped below there all season. He got a 54 here, and I thought in a in a pretty well-beaten side, he was probably one of the Dragons' better ones. I don't know about the nail polish, watching on uh, was it Thursday night, the interview with Fletch and Hindy, uh, not the most highbrow of TV, but... Blue nail polish, that was an interesting one. I thought you might cop a bit more from the forwards in that game. But anyway, Zach Lomax doesn't matter for Supercoach because I think he's going along very, very nicely. Minutes-wise, Isaiah, Isaiah Papali, 66. Ryan Madison making his return, 80 minutes. So got a starting edge spot back. He was looking pretty handy. And Talatau Mone, well, Dragons had a lot of shuffling around to do in the lead-up to this game. So Tyrell Sloan was dropped. Amone was moved to the bench. Embi at fullback. Strange one, but anyway, Jack Bird moved to 5'8". A lot of shuffling around. Did not pay off. Amone was the killer for Supercoach. If you've still got him, as I do, uh, what did he end up scoring? It was a pretty disastrous kind of game. And for a guy that had 30-odd to his uh, to his name as a break-even, was um, yeah, it's not going to go down very well at all. I can't even see his name on this thing here. Did he even score a point? That's the big question, but... Uh, anyway, he didn't, yeah, it's, it's, he's going to be a big trade out if he's not even making the, um, starting 13. So anyway, not good news. Don't know what you're doing, hook, wake up to yourself, champ. Alrighty. That's, that's the end of the round. It's a, well, it turned into a big round. Didn't look like it would. It was a scratchy old couple of games to start, start the round for, but ultimately Sunday afternoon was where it's at. How good was it? If you owned Pappenhausen, if you captained him, as we said, you're absolutely cheering. You'll be in the 1300s, 1200s, whatever it may be. Hopefully, you've won your head-to-heads. Hopefully, updates are kind to you, and hopefully, so is the week to come. It's JT here. I'll see you around for the SC Report this Wednesday. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.